Hi, welcome to the Sci-Fi Podcast. This is Matthew. I'm back again for another Monday episode, and wow, today is uh, quite a day. Um, it's January fifth. No, no, January tenth, twenty twenty-two. I don't know how I got that mixed up, but this was the first day of school for the new semester, and it was the day I posted the Moana video, our very first YouTube video. So that's kind of cool. Um, I'm pretty exhausted. Um, just a first day online, um, first college day, like where it's like online, online. I've had like Zoom classes before and stuff like that, but this is the first time where it's like, oh, everyone is online. It's like meant to be all um, remote and virtual. So that was kind of weird. But today um, we are talking about Moana, um, which the last just like, uh, I don't know how long, but last maybe five, six days, the, the last week, all I've been thinking about is Moana because of, you know, this video and everything. Um, so this is I don't know it's weird to kind of finally come to the end of it and record the podcast which will be kind of like my last little bit of thinking about Moana like Moana is going to finally move out of the the place where she's been living rent free for the last few days um so that's kind of cool my voice might be dead because um I don't know just doing a lot of work for you know in Premiere Pro and editing the video and doing stuff like I don't know how that correlates to my voice but um just a little tired today so I don't know how this podcast is going to go because, um, yeah, I don't know. But just talking about first, like, the the video, um, I just ha- I don't know how it popped into my mind. I just, like, thought, like, hey, maybe I should do a rewrite video on this and, um, like, do it on YouTube, kind of like how the Super Carlin Brothers, like, they do it and how um, Nando V Movies do them. Like, those are two big inspirations and in some of my favorite YouTubers right now. And um, it was happening when I was, like, in bed, like, before I... I went to sleep so like the little moments after I showered and I'm just like lying in bed trying to go to sleep but those moments always seem to be like my most productive like thought big idea light bulb moments like I don't know like the podcast the original idea came from when I was sleeping and thinking and um uh what else came from that like I feel like just a lot of oh like when I kind of did vlogs for a little bit um like I never posted those anywhere but like vlogs for myself I had that little idea um, and usually like when those happen and like I have those ideas, I just can't stop thinking about it and like I can't go to sleep and then I'll just start writing things. Like I remember my um, Tiger Farewell, uh, what it ended up being like, cause I had many different versions and ideas in my mind, but that was like, oh, at night I thought of it and I was like, oh, I can't, I can't stop thinking about this. And I had to like get out of bed and then pull out that Chromebook and write it down a little bit. So it's, it's just always that time, um, going to bed, sleeping about to sleep but then boom a big idea pops in my head and then I can't get any rest at all but yeah so um for Moana uh this is a movie that I watched like in theaters pretty much when it came out um this was 2016 and I remember we're with the the Dings and the Shaws our our cousins on our dad's side of the family and we were I don't just like hanging out around some mall and then I think we had lunch or something and then we were like hey let's go watch a movie and I remember I think Fantastic Beasts was coming out and then Moana was the other one and I didn't really know much about either. Um, and they're like, Moana, Disney movie. I think there's like some, some songs in there or something like that. Um, and I think this was before we knew like Lin-Manuel Miranda. Like we, Isabel and I, we had known about Hamilton, but Lin-Manuel Miranda as like a brand and a songwriter himself wasn't really a thing that was on our radars yet. So we didn't really know about this, I don't think. Um, it it might've been like to the extent of like, oh, like I think some Hamilton person is in this or like something like that, but that was it. We went to watch it and I had no expectations whatsoever. And I think I was like very surprised by it. Um, it was 
um, pretty fun, a, a spontaneous movie, and I thought that was good. Like I remember the music being like, "Hey, I, I really like that," and I think that was during eighth grade. And then um, Moana, that music along with Hamilton, would just become part of my core playlist um, in eighth grade for just like the rest of the year. I would play it on like a YouTube playlist. Like I, I didn't use Spotify or whatever. I would just have like a YouTube playlist of the music videos, and then I would just play them over and over again while I was doing homework and whatever. Um, when I was playing with my PS4, playing 2K, playing FIFA, Madden, that kind of thing. Um, and five years later, like, is it five years later? Whoa, wait, 2016. It's 2022 now. But, like, basically five years and a few months later, here I just watched it on Disney+. And I have a lot of thoughts. Um, and I think one thing is, okay, maybe some context. I, I've always really liked Moana because it's, like, first a movie with, like, water and stuff. And I think um, ocean, the ocean aquatic stuff like percy jackson i love percy jackson aquaman i love him just because you know he he's has like water powers and stuff and i think if i wanted powers then water would be the way to go um i just think the ocean is so cool and like swimming and stuff and breathing underwater is just so so different and weird and cool to me um even though like i'm very terrified of actually like being in the ocean like swimming in the ocean is scary like i like going to the beach and stuff i, I like swimming in a pool and stuff but um in the ocean where it's just really deep and you don't, we don't know like 70% of what's in the ocean. Like there could be so many different things that we don't know about. And that's really terrifying to me. Like things like the Titanic, that is very scary. Um, so I don't know, kind of, kind of weird there, but I've always like, if, um, there's a question that I ask, like, um, would you rather be a bird or a fish? Because, you know, it kind of goes into like where your imagination goes and what you think would be really cool. Um, and most people that I ask this, they say like, Oh, a bird easy. Like I want to fly or whatever. And I'm like, I have no interest in flying. Maybe that's because I used to have a fear of heights or something, but being a fish to me would be so cool because, like, flying, we can kind of, like, simulate that, but, like, being a fully aquatic swimming organism who, like, breathes underwater and just lives underwater, like, I feel like that's so, so interesting to me. And, like, that's why I think Luca, like, the first 20 minutes of Luca when they're underwater, I'm like, oh, I love this. This is so cool. Underwater stuff is dope. Um, But then, like, after that, like, they didn't really go underwater after that. It's all above land and stuff like that, which... I mean, Luca was like a fine movie. It was cool, but the water, underwater stuff just always appeals to me. So I, I always liked that. And I, I think that, you know, I had a little crush on Ali Cravalho for a while. And also, like, Moana, the character, is a great character and um, pretty too. So, like, yeah. Um, and then the music. So I've always had, like, a special place in my heart for, um, for Moana. But I don't know. I have mixed feelings. And obviously, that's why I did the rewrite video. And now, um, after doing the rewrite video and just thinking so much about my version of the movie, like, I, okay, like, it's gonna be hard to kind of, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Like, what's the word? Um, compartmentalize what the actual movie is and, like, what my thoughts are on that and then what my thoughts are on the, the kind of version that I thought, oh, like, I'll make it that and it'll be better and good. So, um, this will be a little bit frazzled and weird and jumbled. So, here goes. Here's my review of Moana. So Moana, 
Moana is a 2016 film from Disney Animation. Um, and here's the synopsis. An adventurous teenager sails out on a, dan- uh, oh, a daring mission to save her people. During her jo- journey, Moana meets the once mighty demigod who guides her in her quest to become a master wayfinder. Together, they sail across the open ocean on an action-packed voyage, encountering enormous monsters and impossible odds. Along the way, Moana fulfills the ancient quest of her ancestors and discovers the one thing she has always sought, her own identity. So, um, we have Ali Cravalho as Moana, Dwayne Johnson as Maui, um, Jermaine Clements as Tamatoa, we have Tamara Morrison as the dad, um, Nicole Schrezinger as the mom, and then Rachel House as the grandma, um, and then Alan Tudyk as Hey Hey, which, uh, Hey Hey, um, but, okay, so, I like Moana so much, like, as a concept, like, as a, as a movie, not, like, saying that this is a great movie, but last year, um, I watched this, I, when I, well, okay, let me backtrack, I, during the pandemic, I would, like, write diaries, kind of, like, on Google Docs and have a folder of just, like, thoughts on days when like I was feeling that I wanted to talk like that was like my podcast before the podcast and I I did it started it mostly in 2019 and I I still have like the journal entry of like the day that the world shut down and Rudy Gobert like tested positive and the jazz game went crazy and all that stuff um and so one of my entries was Moana like talking about Moana and um I remember like I had the thought I'm going to watch Moana and like rave about it and talk about how much I love it and whatever and so I was like, okay, I'm going to watch it, and then I'm going to write my thoughts on it. Like, basically an essay, whatever, that kind of thing, but diary form. And I watched it, and then I was like, wow, this movie's actually a lot, <laughs> a lot worse. Like, when you look at the story structure and just, like, logic and stuff that doesn't really make sense, like, wow, this movie's not as good as I remember it being, or, like, it's just, like, not as good as I, like, feel like my personal feelings about it are. Like, personal bias there is, like, very strong. Um, and so I wrote about that, and so this is, review is kind of going to be my thoughts um, back then in 2020 when I watched it and also now after just spending a week with this movie. Um, so I think the first thing, which is kind of what my video is based around is Maui is like not necessary, like at all. Maui could do like a, basically all of this without him. <laughs> like he, he doesn't really do much. Like the entire prophecy is like, you will find the heart, get to Maui and then deliver him across the ocean to restore the heart of Tafiti. But Maui doesn't restore the heart himself. He doesn't really do anything of note to like, you know, like it doesn't really make sense. They're trying to force this unlikely partners thing, but it doesn't really work out. Um, It's all Moana, right? Like it doesn't really do much. And like the relationship is like Maui needs Moana to push him to find like value within himself. But um, Moana doesn't really need need Maui. Like all of her um, growth comes from her grandma and stuff like she finds that like oh I am who I am because like my grandma and like whatever that, that that kind of stuff right, um and all that Maui does is like help fight Taka but like that doesn't really count because that's just what the writers want to happen like there's so many times I feel like people say like oh they're so necessary like this character did this that's why like they're there and they're so important to the plot but like no it's often when like writers put themselves into situations where like they have that character be needed to be used like okay that doesn't make sense but um like. Maui is there to like kind of fight and be like a distraction for Taka and Taka is there because of like okay wait no that doesn't make sense I don't know what I'm saying I'm just like all scrambled brained right now but um basically like Maui's only needed like they have to create situations um out of the blue to like make Maui useful 
um and fighting doesn't really matter because like um she could have just held up the heart immediately if she like realized and then um Takawa would be like oh my gosh that's my heart and like that kind of thing um and but like mostly my big problem is that Moana doesn't learn anything from Maui at all like Maui just teaches her wayfinding which is important but it's like not a on a character level emotional level it's not really a thing right it's a plot thing um so like Maui's not really not really useful and like he's like the Dwayne Johnson rock usual character that kind of thing right um and another thing is the structure is is weird it's like not I, I I don't really know what's going on with like the plot like there isn't much plot basically Moana needs to get from point A to point B and there's not really many obstacles along the way like the first time they go fight Takal they fail because like Moana thinks she can keep going and like Maui said no but like that's not really a big part of any thing in the story like it doesn't reveal us reveal more about Moana like oh like I thought I can get there like there's a line after like she's like I thought we could get there and then um Maui says like we and she's like I thought I could get there and then like I think that's like kind of like hinting towards like how she needs to like learn to play on a team or like something like that but like that's not at all what her arc is and I feel like results of an action battle where like they lose or something like that like you need to be able to tell story and tell things about your characters like through action like it can't just be action boom 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 like we lose just because like right and there's not like like she doesn't lose the first battle because she doesn't believe that she can do it right like she, it's not it's not because she believes that she's special only because the ocean chose her that's why she loses, that's not why she loses the battle right um which is like that's the only change after she loses that first battle um she knows like i am moana like i i've journeyed farther like that thing i am everything i learned more than like that stuff like the calls inside me but like that doesn't give much um change to like the actual battle like um they still get past her and like even though like what she's learned is like she's gonna hold up the heart and see taka for like who she truly is like that has no bearings on the actual battle to get past the um like the the reef barrier entrance thing like she just does like some quick like shifty clever wayfinding maneuvers but like she knew how to do that before um so like that's weird it's like a quick like a to b like thing um and in the middle like from a to b there's not many like obstacles there's like um the kakamora which is basically the only thing um but that's just like a fight that doesn't change anything like nothing in between the those like from before that and after that maui moana and like the stakes and the goal and everything stays the same and then they go to the realm of monsters for maui's hook but maui's hook isn't necessary for like the fight and again maui's not even necessary himself so it's like an unnecessary thing on top of another unnecessary thing um which is weird and like probably it's because like there's some polynesian culture tie that like they really wanted to add in but like there's just not any reason to have that you know they should have done a better job setting it up or making a reason why we should go there um and i, I was reading some of the behind the scenes on wikipedia and stuff on like how the script was developed and the story changed over t- time. And in the beginning, Maui was the main character and Moana was just like tagging along, trying to like rescue her um, romantic love interest that was like at Tafiti's Island or something. Um, but like Maui was the bona fide like main character. And I, I think we can kind of still see that um, they had like an emotional attachment to him. Cause like these writers, even though there's no reason for Maui in the story to like be there, like they just, I guess, I don't know, had this, feeling that they needed to keep him around i I really don't know because there's not much reason or agency for him i i've done a lot of harping on why maui just kind of um sucks and whatever um 
but yeah, I don't know. I think in the beginning, just one little nitpick, like when grandma was narrating, like we have the, the 2d animation of this legend with like more ancient kaiju looking monsters and more like naturalistic monster things. And I think, um, even though I like the Tamatoa bioluminescence thing where he's goes like, um, black and blue and bright pink and stuff. Like, I think it would have been very cool to see like very ancient, big, powerful monsters. Um, instead of like these weird, unconventional, like quirky ones. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I also think that like the, the first act is just a very, like if you unpack it, it's just so long and it's a big exposition slog. It's like 30 minutes in a one hour and 30 minute movie, which like usually I think the acts are divided up. Like act one is like usually 25%. Act two is like maybe 40% or something like that. And then the rest, the like what, that's 35% or something like that is act three or something. Um, Or like usually the way I write mine are usually it's split into fourths. You have one fourth is act one, then act two, part one. And then like in between act two, part one and act two, part two, there's the midpoint. And then you have act uh, three. Um, But man, 33%, like a third of this movie is the first act. And it's just very long and dense and they pack a whole lot of exposition in. And then we have like the narration of the grandma to set up Maui and the problem of Tafiti and like how we stole the heart and there's Taka, all that good stuff. And then we have where you are, where like the chief, the dad, he explains like no one goes past the reef and Motunui stays where they are because we're safe here and uh, like the water is bad and dangerous and stuff like that. Like I like this one, I'll give it a pass because I really love where you are. Like just the the melody of it, like I really like it for I don't know what it is. Lin Manuel Miranda does very nicely there. Um, I think it was really entertaining and um, uh, I think like it's a realistic way of passing down tradition, I guess. Like and I, it's like necessary to be to be told that and it's like a musical so of course we're gonna have songs like that and and then um after that we have like a really fun scene that shows shows the heart and innate desire for like moana to like kind of chase after the ocean and want to go out there right um and then but then you like double down on the whole like motinui is all you need thing um and that stuff and then we see like the whole like oh dad his friend died when he was young like in the the ocean stuff like another like flashback exposition thing and um then we kind of get um the whole like the weird voyager drum vision thing which is like i I don't know it's like a it's very weird like the grandma just kind of like there's i don't like yeah like the history of the people are voyagers so like we can do it again but like yeah that it sure but like the reason they don't do it anymore is because like the monsters obviously which like makes sense but then when we get out there in the ocean like the monsters aren't even attacking like so like it just there's like a lot of logic things that don't really like line up and the grandma like doesn't feel like a character at all she just like there to whenever like moana needs the next push or we need to get to like the next point the grandma shows up like she's just yeah, I mean, Rachel House is nice and great and cool, and she's fun as the crazy village lady, village crazy lady, whatever. But, like, uh, like the first act is just a mess, but it's a very fun, visually pleasing, colorful, um, fun, vibrant, like, song mess, I guess. Um, and then we get How Far I'll Go, which is, like, the I Want song. And I, like, I don't love I Want songs because they're just, like, very 
blunt and straight at your face like this is what i want like here are my internal emotions and my motivations and i'm gonna scream them out loud at the top of my lungs and i i mean i don't love them i, I just think there's better ways to do that like um that's why i don't know, like movie musicals sometimes are just like because eh, you you don't get a lot of subtlety there's just straight up like this is what i want you know um and I, when it gets to this like first part of act two like i like it a little better where they um where she goes out and gets just crushed by the ocean and it's i i really like that like there's i feel like this is a very relatable thing where there's that one thing that you've always dreamt of doing and wanted to do but when you try to do it like you realize like it's very hard and you're not very good at it and i think that's one thing that like for me um karate or like martial arts is something that i've always wanted to do and then i remember like as a kid um my parents like never i guess i never really gravitated towards that or whatever um but then i, I took like a summer school class of like um kenpo in maybe sixth grade going into sixth grade or something like that and i try like it's hard and like it's fighting in general is just not what it looks like in the movies um <laughs> so yeah th th there's that um but i think like here's maybe like a silver screen soul searching little moment right here i think it's interesting that like things that i like i've been relatively like naturally good at um which is this is something that i think is interesting because like basketball and drumming are two things that come to mind like in basketball like as a young kid like i was like one of the best players you know like i just had that talent in the beginning i was i was, I was good at it. like i could un understand like like the basketball iq and then I, I could dribble pretty well and like stuff like that um and then with drumming too i i just think i naturally have rhythm in like that sense um so like i i played the drums um maybe in like fifth to seventh grade for like the worship team at efcla and um i i had like no real like training or teaching and i just kind of jumped in and I still remember like the beginning of like how am I gonna do this and I, I don't remember when the jump was like oh now I'm confident and I kind of like know what to do but it just kind of happened for me um so there was that but now like I haven't really played drums in a long time since like the EFCLA schism and basketball like obviously um I, I don't play anymore but like going into middle school and high school um obviously like I, I, I'm a smaller kid and I, I didn't really put in all the dedication or like the practice and the work that kind of stuff like i i definitely plateaued while all these other kids got better and i think that like i don't know comes to a little point where i feel like a little bit like aquafina and shang chi and the legend of the ten rings where i'm like oh like i'm i'm very good i guess at like overall at many things like starting out like oh i'm not bad for a beginner or whatever but i i always like quit before it gets too tough or like before i can like really push myself and see like if i can actually do this or like make this into something where i'm good at or um so i feel like i'm good at like quite a few things all around but like i'm i don't have like that one thing that i'm great at if that makes sense um and i think that's also been a very big insecurity going into college um because with like academics in middle school through high school all those seven years all a's n nothing below that like 4.0 student for throughout and everything and school is easy for me and like like no matter how much like I slacked off even if it, it got like tight or whatever I could always pull it out and you know get the A at the end right um because you know easy it was like LeBron like coasting but when I need to turn it on I can turn it on and boom there we go right um and then my first semester at USC ended with a B plus in a journalism class and then A minus in a Spanish class which like an A minus that never really happened at SPHS so like 
is like basically like what I've been always doing, but it just like looks worse now that's an A minus, right? Um, but I feel like that's kind of like a scary thing too. Like now if I'm, if I am now truly tested, like can I actually do this? Am I, am I is my intelligence um, really there? Like are, are my grades how they were like 4.0 just because I was like playing on rookie mode in high school. But like now that it's turned up to like maybe all-star, um, that like then I can't play or like or I can't like keep up which is a kind of a scary thing and also I think that that's something I had a fear of coming in is journalism or like uh like I, journalism was like my main thing right but then um screenwriting was like I, I was trying to like come in as like a minor or like switching majors right so I, I had one journalism class in the beginning and then I um first semester I took this screenwriting class this script coverage class where it was mostly grad students or juniors or seniors um and I would come in with like a chip in, on my so- shoulder and like because I feel like people didn't really expect much of me like they were like oh like look at this freshman like oh he has like some good insights and thoughts and whatever um but then when I got to like my journalism classes and stuff like that like this is I'm in a group with 90 other freshmen who are journalists and like have all been like the top editors at their own papers in high school and all this stuff and like they know what they're doing and they, they love journalism and like at this point like I, I wasn't like I really love journalism. Like, this is really what I want to do in my life. Like, I'm so excited to be at Annenberg. This is so cool. Like, I'm so motivated and passionate. I was just kind of like, whatever. And like seeing all these other people like, oh, like, they do this. They like to do that. Like, they have their podcast. They have, like, their website. They have their, like, videos and whatever. I'm like, whoa. Like, it, again, it goes to, like, making me feel like, oh, I'm not as special. But also, like, dude, like, if I- I'm scared because, like, can I actually do this, like, journalism thing? Like, uh, like that's something that always kind of scared me. Um, But then, like, on the flip side, like, I feel like if I um, switched to screenwriting, like, as a major and, like, kind of, like, did a journalism major, a minor or something like that on the side, I feel like it would be the same thing. Like, I, I would feel, like, incompetent as a screenwriting major because, like, this is my thing. Like, now I got to show up. But, like, ju- journalism, it's, like, something that, like, oh, I don't, like, put too much emphasis in, but, like, I can still, like, be pretty good. Like, so, I don't know. I feel like committing to something and being, like, oh, this is what I'm about is, like, scary because what if I can't do it or like what if I'm not good or if like I'm not up to the task um to putting in that grind and like uh being able to like get results and stuff like that which is kind of scary um but yeah I don't know I, I think I've I've tried to kind of learn to trust that like oh I do have skills and these these abilities um and strengths on like in me that like I just kind of don't see it that I overlook um so yeah but that's that's something that, like an insecurity that I'm very scared at like of just am I good enough for this like I I don't want to like fail which is something that is probably bad um like I think I need to fail to um kind of you know get myself going right and I think that's maybe why it was good that I got a B plus um because I, I definitely got to double down and start working harder and you know putting my head on stuff like that so yeah um back to Moana though um yeah we just kind of back to like the magical drum thing like I, I i the magical drum thing just doesn't make much sense in universe like how does beating the drum like give you a magical vision kind of thing i don't know i i think it could have made sense if like it's probably a culture thing where like they beat a drum and they kind of like tell stories or like have visions or whatever um which i guess is cool but yeah i don't know nothing to really say about that but um yeah there's so much exposition in the first act like it's so long um, but the whole setup for like a very like light story, like a simple story, like get from here to there, it's like crazy how much there is. Um, but 
yeah i think moving on to some of the positives because i've been very negative about this movie so far like moana is a good character she's like a good protagonist like she's very likable she's a like kind brave inexperienced and like she has like that nervous kind of relatability but she also has this like driving and amb- ambition of which we like we learn that is like it's inside of her like that, that determination and drive is like probably like what i would classify like the call to be um and i think like it's good because it's never about her being a girl it's like never her being like oh she's like the daughter like how's she going to like take up like the chief thing because she's like a girl or whatever like um that kind of thing it's just there's no blinking of any eyes of how like oh how is this girl going to do anything how is she going to save the world or do this or whatever xyz like she's just a character and she's going to do a thing that's about it and she just happens to be a girl right and i think this is a great job of like writing a strong female protagonist and I, I i kind of read um online that taika waititi wrote the first draft of the script and nothing is like in the movie that taika did um he, he jokes that the only thing that was left is um exterior uh c day um that kind of thing um but like he first like did this pitch of like a big family where there's six children and moana is like the one daughter um like still the daughter of the chief and how like gender and like family dynamics comes into play there um which i think like that's like a cool pitch or whatever but um i I was reading this article today for um for school and it was talking about how black movies are always to um kind of inform and teach white people or just non-black people about like oh black struggles and like what what it feels like and how we should like recognize these inequalities right which which is cool that's great like that is important but also like then black films like films with like black people starring in and like directing and like crews like they're making movies for like non-black people like they should be able to make black movies for black people black audiences to like just celebrate who they are um and just like have them be more than their struggles right and i think that's something that they did here well in moana like if we had that gender story um it it's like gonna be relatable for for women and stuff right like obviously they're gonna be like oh yeah i, I felt like that um prejudice or just bias or um gender norm on me like but it, it's more to be like oh like look at how like we're dissecting these gender dynamics and for it would be a lot for like males to be like oh wow like i never realized that that kind of thing um but i think they just made a good movie with a good protagonist that happened to be female and also like that just gives a good like image for for young girls growing up which i think is like important um uh, but yeah um so i think moana is great um she she goes over like a a, a good arc it's a very similar to poe and kung fu panda and i think things with identity are always just like very very real it's like always good to see someone like self-realized um i I always enjoy those things um and yeah so moana everything as a character is great but i think i don't know here's where i kind of go into the idea of like why did the ocean choose moana and there's like a super carlin brothers theory on this of like why she was chosen um but i think they you know like on the emotional character level they were trying to be like someone is out there and they are calling you um but in reality like that call is moana like she's the one who's pushing further and further herself like she is being like the instigator and she's you know being active right but then like they also try to scurry around like the actual reason because you know obviously like <laughs> the ocean is like some sentient being that like actually chose her right um and like i think the best like theory that i could put together is like the ocean chose her because like she has value on her own like she's like kind and she um helped protect that like baby turtle and 
that kind of thing. Um, but I, I, I don't really know. Like, I, I don't like it where they sh- like have this kind of construct in a movie, like um, just the rules and the mechanics of this world of like how, you know, the ocean can be a friend with someone like it can kind of listen to and choose someone. But then like when they go about it, like obviously the, the lesson of like, oh, it's like me who's special, like that's good. But there also has to be a good reason why like the ocean chooses you because then if the ocean chooses you for just no reason, then like the only reason the ocean is there is to create this kind of um, character development for Moana. But then like the plot is supposed to be a vehicle for character development anyway. And just like basic storytelling, that's, that's what happens. Like the plot is a vehicle for like this character to change and grow. Right. So then it's just the, the ocean is there to create um, character growth but it's already there to create character growth. So it's like, an, I, I don't know, it's a hard way to explain it, but it's where the plot and um, emotional arcs like don't really mesh in together well. And I think that's where the best um, uh, movies are, like where the plot and the character arcs are, they can be independent, but they're also intertwined, um, but they also stand on their own alone, like and where it feels natural. But yeah, like this one, it just, and this is why um, I don't really like Encanto either, because it feels like the same thing. And I realized that Kung Fu Panda is very similar because like there's the dragon squirrel that has this like message just because, but here's why I think it's a little different in Kung Fu Panda because in Kung Fu Panda, um, the movie is not presented to be about this thing, um, right? Um, where Poe is not like the, the entire movie, he's not being like, oh my gosh, this is the dragon squirrel. Like I need to get this and blah, 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 X, Y, Z. Like we need to get me the dragon squirrel, all that. That's like the story of Tai Lung's life, right? Um, but with Poe, it's more about like, how do I get myself this big fat panda to be a Kung Fu warrior, right? And that, it, you know, the dragon warrior is something that's just kind of like a byproduct of you reaching this master um, state of Kung Fu-ness or whatever. Um, but in Moana, like the entire movie is about like, oh, the ocean chose me. That's why I'm doing it because the ocean chose me. That's why I'm on this mission. And for Encanto, the entire thing is like, oh, Mirabelle is like not special. So that's like why everything is happening. Like the main kind of sell pitch of the movie for Moana is the ocean chose you to do a mission and for Encanto it's um the house didn't choose you to be special and have a gift right so that's like what the it's presented as that's like the main kind of calling not calling the main calling card of the movie but then um when you don't have like a good explanation for it like it just feels like it falls flat um I feel like the mythos should be better I'm um, kind of like fleshed out but yeah um and I think that it's it, like the ocean is like not about fate. It's because um, I think there's like a, another destiny kind of theme or vibe there. But um, yeah, it's like the whole like worthiness thing where I think she's like manifesting her own kind of like she's blazing her own trail because she is worthy and has value. Um, but like it's also like a belief and mindset. Like it's it's not like an external thing that you can do. Um, it's just like an internal thing, which I think is is powerful, but like also a bit generic. It's like just all of the like the turns in the character in emotion it's like they're they're based off of like songs where she kind of just like says it and sings it out loud which is like um like fine again it's like the musical trope kind of thing but i don't think it's shown very well like um like the movie definitely goes on this like very formulaic not, not formulaic but like episodic kind of thing where we have the regular story and plot like where like they fight stuff and like they have the shenanigans and maui like banters with moana or whatever and then we have like a song to kind of catch up with like Moana's internal journey, um, which kind of just kind of bounces back and forth between like, this is very clearly a plot time. And now like the music signifies that we're going to like talk about feelings and stuff, which is, yeah, I don't know.
Um, but yeah, like I think Maui as well. Um, like they could have fleshed him out a lot better. Like I, I, I did this in my um, video, but I think, yeah, like he just turned out to very much be the Dwayne Johnson, the rock thing. And like they, they got very, very close to like making him not like that. Like they, they gave him emotional depth and like a very sad backstory. Um, but like, Ooh, wow. Like I, I, I feel like it was so close to like making him something more. Like, I feel like he should have gotten as much background and setup in the first act as Moana. Cause like, these are two, our two leading lady leading Le wow I'm what am i saying the leading characters right um and from how we there's not much setup except for like he's a cocky guy and like the all we get is like oh he's you know he secretly hurts inside like he's a person with feelings too like that kind of thing like we, we could have set up a, like an actual conflict that he has to overcome other than just like um his like fish hook thing like oh i'm without my fish hook i'm nothing i think it's like, like a very basic thing um but i think yeah i don't know um He's just like a very kind of generic person of power who's cocky and seems to know more than everyone else, but like secretly hurts inside. And maybe like that's just how he is in like the Polynesian culture and like other people, like maybe like all the other stories where I see, th see that this is a trope, like this is a reflection of Maui using it, like um because he like was a figure long before all these stories came out, um which is I guess it's kind of sad of how like we haven't seen a story about Maui uh, like until like now, um and if his story was actually the one that started off the trend of like the hurt cocky character that needs to like soften up which is i don't know if that's true but it's, it seems like a very um kind of like conventional storytelling type character so who knows um and i think um the, the next character that's kind of like the biggest is probably the the village um grandma the the village crazy lady i, I thought she was like fine other than like the whole like she doesn't really have a character or thing well <laughs> i guess that's kind of most of what what she she is um but i think it's interesting because in the beginning like the grandma's very careful about like how she influenced moana which i, I like like she is very she's like firm and strong on her beliefs but she doesn't push it on anyone like um she definitely coexists with the, the mother and like the, you can tell that they have their tension and their conflict and their squabbles and um their arguments and stuff like that but she never pushes the envelope or like her agenda on other people or like in public that kind of thing um and I think that's kind of why, like, I had thoughts of, like, there's, like, maybe, like, a destiny and kind of, like, um, idea of you are destined to do this, like, that kind of thing. Because she was giving um, that free will to Moana. But, like, as soon as, well, because, like, when Moana comes back from getting just destroyed by the ocean the first time she goes out, um, she, like, the grandma is just kind of, like, chilling and doing her thing. And she waits until Moana says, like, I want to sail. Like, basically, like, I, I, I want you to say something to, like, kind of change my mind of, like, not putting my stone on, like, the... The pillar that kind of thing um and then as soon as that happened like the grandma reveals her true colors and she's like super into this whole like ancient history of wayfinding on all this stuff right um and i i don't know i think that's kind of interesting like i would like to see um more of the grandma i guess um because like moana maybe this is why it's like a reflection of what moana wants to kind of be because um uh like the grandma will only kind of like act purely on like what 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 the other person is and like who they are and like what they're kind of giving off and moana is someone who finds uh like who like her people and who she truly is like i i don't know if that connection really makes sense maybe i'm reaching um i don't even know if that makes sense but um yeah i don't know moving on but like pua pua my man the pig pua he got robbed of being like the cutest animal sidekick ever in any disney movie 
like i think he's just so cute and i'm like he should have been in the movie more just from like a pure cuteness standpoint like i like i think hey hey isn't really funny or necessary or like anything like that um he was just there to like give alan tudyk like that, that continue that streak and give him some work to check off like that animal side kick box like but, but like alan tudyk he probably could make some pig noises right like i guess maybe he just doesn't have that acting range or like um whatever but i i, I did read that pua's lines like all of his like snores and stuff like they were from actual pigs they were like not his like i mean not not any human things like they weren't alan tudyk's so i think that's interesting um but i also read like that the directors were like oh pua like originally went but um we didn't want um moana to have any like sense of like comfort or like connection to anything while she's out there so we sent hey hey instead but like there are little moments in like the the movie where like moana kind of talks to hey hey as like a friend like a reassuring person like she says so all i need to do is like find maui and like you know get him to return the heart of Fiji, and then we'll do it and then everything is fine and she says like none of this makes sense to you because you are chicken but you know whatever i'm like that kind of thing and that's kind of her kind of confiding in and finding comfort in someone to talk to you like i i get that's for like on purely plot reasons like she's saying that just because like we need to restate the goals and the audience needs to kind of like know what she's thinking about like but that's like not even a big sticking point where like oh pua can be her comfort or whatever because like hey in a way kind of was but i i guess you have to have hey in there for hijinks to be like oh no we have to like save hey hey from doing something stupid and like jumping off like the boat or whatever um and i guess he was kind of like a MacGuffin in like the kakamora fight too and stuff like that um but yeah i think uh the messaging was like it was it was solid like um basically just knowing the value of yourself like moana she needs to know that she was chosen because like she by herself she's enough um you know maui needs to like find self self-esteem and like not bank all of his value on like what others think about him that kind of thing and then tafiti needs someone to remind her like who she is like life and beauty and stuff like that um and i don't know like i think um that's something interesting which like i kind of randomly thought about that like tafiti is kind of like a little bit of a warning like even if people take the the closest thing from you like don't let that get in the way of like knowing who you are like don't let that like change who you are like or you know kind of like what you are about that kind of thing it's like the same thing with maui and his fish hook right like his fish hook is like the closest thing to him like it's what gives him value that kind of thing um but yeah moving on from like story ish kind of things like this movie is very like very beautiful it's like there's a lot of like very bright wow vibrant colors like the the ocean like um inside of the reef is just like very beautiful blue and like the the way that the ocean kind of interacts with moana is like very fun um you have those bright blues right and then like the deep blue when they go into like the voyager history and also like when you get the dark blackish blue water when like the ocean rages and also like the big battles of taka um and i just like how like it's interesting where like it goes into more theorizing of like the mythos behind the ocean and like the sea like there's different colors and i think they, they obviously like represent like you know when like the ocean is like actually like the alive sentient ocean right um but I, I would just like i don't know what is the ocean like is it the whole entire ocean or is it just like a little being of like maybe two liters of water like oh, actually no i don't know maybe like 100 liters of water that kind of goes around and like is it a different kind of entity from the actual is it does it cover the entire ocean by just like traveling through it is it, like a fish that can kind of like go around but like it's just following moana wherever she goes and kind of like helps her out when she needs it or like is it like a thing that is kind of just across the ocean and just can like leverage any part of the ocean to do its bidding at any time right like i don't know i think it's 
interesting. But um, I like the kind of contrast of like obsidian black that um, represented Taka, and like it's a good clash with like the bright greens and blues and like lush environment of like everything else in the movie. It's like you really get that visual sense of oh, this is invading everything, and you see it in like that kind of dream sequence that Moana has of like oh, the, the Motunui and like the trees are dying and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I think like the the water, which is very like Disney is really good at animating water like with the good design the good dinosaur and stuff like that just very very good at it um and yeah uh, i i do think like there's like a weird clash between the regular water like the sea and the ocean because like the the sea is like so photorealistic it like just feels so very real and like wow like that's how water ripples and moves and stuff right but the ocean it's like very like curvy and weird and like cartoonish it just feels um i don't know weird um but yeah i don't know i think like the hair in this movie is also very good like just like the big long flowing hair is very very nice i really like that and but i think there's both moments where like Ma- maui and moana both like tie up their hair for like an action sequence and i think that's probably like to make things easier for the animators um but man like i definitely like wanted the long luscious hair like blowing in the wind and like the fire in the water like the entire time right um and i think also, just, like, the character designs for most of them are, like, really cool and stuff like that. Um, Moana's body type was, like, very realistic. That was, like, a big thing that was coming out. Like, a princess who was actually realistic. Like, she's not this skinny stick. Like, she's, like, got, like, some body fat on her. Like, she feels real. Um, but I don't know. Like, I feel, like, in contrast to Maui, like, Maui has an unreasonably large body. Like, huge. Like, he's way bigger than, like, the, even the chief, who is already so much bigger than, like, moana and like the other people on motinui like he is maybe four or five times bigger than moana um and he's like I-, I could give him a pass if he was like a demigod but he's just a human he's like a, a big human right um so i don't know the size difference is kind of weird but I-, I guess i guess it's just to kind of you know emphasize and exacerbate like oh this is the rockies larger than life like that kind of thing but yeah like this is just a very beautiful film and i think that's one thing that i really like that it that helps me like get lost into films and movies and like think about them a lot like especially with aquaman too um and stuff like avatar um is like when the animation is just beautiful and it's like wow i want to go there i want to be there that kind of thing um and i think this is just a really good job um and then like the music i think mark mancina's score is very good like i i i've had it in my scores playlist for years and stuff and it's like always great um there's like that balance of like polynesian rhythm which like okay honestly like i wouldn't know if like that's actually polynesian rhythm like i don't really know what i'm saying like i could maybe it's like a terrible like representation of it and like whoa that's like not at all how we do things but i don't know it, it does feel like a tropical feel and like adventure vibe at the same time so i mean i do like it um um i think it's very good and i think something that's weird is i've listened to a lot of scores like a lot of like pieces by itself removed from movies and then whenever i go back and watch those movies and he, I think I can, I'm more aware of the score while the like scene is playing. And then it just always feels like out of place to me, even though like the first time I watched it through, I'm like, wow, that like, you, you don't even notice it. Cause like it, it enhances the viewing experience and it makes you feel like those emotions that you're supposed to be feeling. Right. Which I think is just weird because I, I guess that's like more of a psychological thing where you hear it in different contexts and stuff like that, which uh, I don't know. That's interesting. But um, yeah, I think like the music is, is great. Um, I really like all the pieces from, uh, I think his name is Opetaya Foaia. Like, I don't really know how to say his name, but his voice is, I, I really like his voice and just 
um, like the rhythm and cadences of whatever language that they were singing in sometimes it's just like very fun and interesting um but yeah and i think they were good um so like we know the way that song i really like it um really captured that exploring vibe like especially that like the little the drums in the beginning um and of course like you're welcome how far i'll go um know who you are all really good ones um where you are i already said that i really like that one and then i am moana that song is also like really good like i think in the beginning i, I didn't really like pay attention to the lyrics or like track the film well like the first time i watched that, i like, was like eh, this is not really a song that i really care about but um now just like watching back like moana's like the best part of this movie like her character growth and her journey is is probably the best and that song is very um like a very like big like sigh of relief and just like self-realization at the end um and shiny like i remember in the beginning when i first watched it i did not like shiny everyone was like oh my gosh this is so good like this is like the meme song that everyone likes um, but I wasn't the biggest fan at the beginning. Um, but now I just really love it. It's like a very fun, like stupid meme song that I really like. Um, and it does one of the things that I never get to see in like big Hollywood movies, but I always love is like when the, our heroes get like their, their butts handed to them. Like they get the crap beaten out of them. And I really like seeing it. Like we're just, Maui's just straight up defeated. Like there's no way he's going to win this and he's getting just thrown everywhere. He's getting his face rubbed against the wall. He like, it was like kind of brutal sometimes where like um tomato just stuck his what were they, like his claw straight into maui's like foot and drags him away i just really like seeing moments where heroes are like actually being defeated um and he, he would have been defeated if it wasn't for moana like that kind of thing i think it, there's too many action sequences especially in like the mcu and superhero movies where um it doesn't feel like our heroes are on the back foot enough like they get hit they get kicked they get punched or whatever but it never feels like oh my gosh i'm in the danger of losing and part of it is like the it's like we kind of know how the end of this fight will be but also part of that is like just like the how the actors sell it and stuff like that with their facial expressions and um their body movements which um i think for all the reasons why shang chi is terrible and um, like this is not one of them like i think simu loop he's not a great actor but he, the way he sells all the action scenes like you believe like oh he feels like oh my gosh oh poop i could get my face just torn off at any second and i i you know i think that's really great um and i think looking back like the movie isn't very funny um and i think like it doesn't need to be uh, i do think there's like some decent jokes here and there um from the rock but like none of them were like great but i also think a good thing is like none of them were glaringly bad the only one that i didn't like was um you know when you like use a bird to write or sign something it's called tweeting and obviously um that's like a joke for us because we know like twitter tweeting that kind of thing but like i hate it because like in universe it doesn't make any sense at all like tweeting that would just be like a word like that that's just a sound right you know but they're making a joke that it preys on our knowledge of like our real world which is like a meta joke but like i just don't like it because it's like not in character for the rock i mean maui to say even there and like moana wouldn't get it either um because like they just don't have twitter in their world you know um and then hey, hey being the comic relief like I, I don't really like him he just like adds this fake tension in there and stuff like that and eh, he was he was fine um and also like moana didn't really have uh meant too many like comedic moments like i, I think like i don't think ali coralio has like those comedic chops anyway so like i thought it was fine um but like i think one of the the lines that i kind of like is like when she's um she realizes like, like oh kind of moana no maui is scared of the heart and she just says come and get it like that kind of thing and just like screams it out like I, I kind of like that um but yeah i think i was like happy with like, the levels 
of comedy kind of like it was entertaining enough without like over the top jokes and everything um but yeah now like kind of talking about like the world which i really enjoy like this movie made fish hooks cool like out of all the weapons like if you had all the weapons in the world and then also like threw in a fish hook there like the fish hook would probably be like the last um <laughs> i would choose but it, it was just realized in a very interesting way like it's big almost like a like a curved scythe and also I, I kind of like how like it's it's like huge like uh, Moana tries to like pick it up and give it to Maui at some point and like she has a very sh- like hard time picking it up and I think that kind of shows like it was like a very subtle thing that shows like how Maui is just so strong basically um but yeah the the way he used his powers is really cool like it's very fast dynamic like he's um flying through there and and he transforms back to a human to kind of like drop and like um kind of skydive for a little bit and I think that little bit where he's a um what do you call it uh, a little a bug and he kind of flies right up to defeat his nose and then changes into a big whale to splash water on her that was like really fun it's um it's like the transformers thing that i really like um yeah and just using that to dodge and have other action sequences like i think this is why it would be really really cool if they actually had a realm of monsters where we had to see maui and moana like defeat actual monsters other than tamatoa and like the kakamora because there could have been so many cool action sequences here um but yeah I also think, um, I don't know, here's something that I thought was weird in the Heart of Tefiti, um, with the Heart of Tefiti, right? Because, like, it, it, like, the monsters want it for its power, but then Maui wanted it for a gift for the people. And so, like, the heart is supposed to have, like, life powers, right? Um, but, like, no one else can use it, right? Um, the Heart of Tefiti, like, Tefiti, it's, like, herself is the only one who can use it, um, which is why, I guess, like, if the grandma had it um, for, like, whatever period of time like Motonubi is still struggling right um which I feel like it's just weird that like all these monsters want it and like all these this conflict happens because like a misunderstanding with the heart um I just find it is kind of weird um but like I guess it's easy to have a like little MacGuffin um that they don't have to dive into too much um but yeah also I think why does the ocean have an obligation to get someone to return the heart like the ocean could do it itself right like it could just kind of take the heart and zoom it over like like the ocean kind of grabs the heart from moana at the end when she like gives it up right and if like you go straight to taka like it's not like taka can kind of slap water away no like that you can just like straight up go to its heart like because taka's gonna get hurt or whatever right um obviously it's because like for plot reasons and whatever um but it for some reason it has like that desire for maui and moana to return it together because it also keeps like maui from leaving like when maui tries to like be like okay i'm gone like jumps into the water to swim or whatever um and it also like keeps maui from chucking moana off the boat and also like wants to keep Haiti safe so i don't really know um but yeah also like i think it's 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 weird where like the ocean chooses to help or like listen to moana when it's like plot relevant i'm like at the end like like the ocean listens to moana like when Moana says, oh, let, let her come to me. Like when speaking about like, let Taka come and walk to me. And the ocean like parts, like kind of like Moses style. But then like there's many times where like, she's like, ocean, help me. And like the ocean doesn't really do anything. And there's sometimes where like the ocean does it on, like does things on its own accord and kind of, uh, what do you call it? Like one time Taka threw a fireball. And then when Moana and Maui, they're just not looking. The ocean kind of comes up and blocks it and kind of, you know, does that kind of thing. But yeah. I don't know it's just a few little things here and there but for the future 
I don't really want to see Maui anymore. Like his powers are cool, but there's nothing much I want to see from him. And also like this first movie, like he just learned a very basic thing, I guess. Um, and Moana is like the core of this film, even though if, if we just like, you know, blatantly told to us, um, Maui, he like made the film kind of like more entertaining, I guess. But, um, yeah, there's not really much I want to see him do. Like I could see him being in a little mini like TV show episode, which they're, they're doing a Disney plus show, but like, um, not even like shorts, like give him like a, a five minute short, maybe like five of those where like each time he has to like f- figure out some little thing or I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really think they nailed the opposites friendship thing or like the unlikely partners. Um, but I also like, don't think that a sequel movie would be good without it. Right. Like, I, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where to go with that. Like I've been thinking of like trying to like pitch my second movie like a, a, a moana movie but i i don't know where i would kind of go with that um if there's just a lot of ideas that i don't really have the answers to so um yeah i i feel like moana maybe being a leader by herself and just like as a person um seeing kind of who she is like now she like she knows her identity there's oh, so many other like conflicts that you can kind of put at her like throw at her like when she's a chief like how does she I don't know interact with other because we've only seen her interact with her dad mostly and Maui like grandma is not really a character um but just see how she like interacts with other people like how she maybe she goes to an island and discovers this whole other group of people who have like xyz belief and she has abc belief and they, they kind of go through that um but yeah also I don't know realistically Motunui just wouldn't become voyagers because Moana had this personal awakening or whatever um but I think we can forgive that but I think it'd be interesting to see Moana have relationships as a leader and see like how she's tested through that, that kind of thing. Um, where maybe like now that we've established her main belief system and like her core values and traits, like it can be like a winter soldier thing where like Steve, he is good and he has like his firm beliefs. He has to adapt and react to the world changing around him. Like, and he stays, he doesn't have character growth. He stays firm in what he believes. Right. I think that sounds interesting, but probably it's like too boring for kids movie. So they'd have to have like an, an interesting fun pitch or like some cool monster like some cute pig <laughs> pua um to kind of do that like they're gonna make a disney plus show for like 2023 i think it's slated for um but i guess they would probably go into a, like a more um like uh, the legends of awesomeness for Kung Fu panda where they just have adventures like quick 30 minute adventures where we like kind of flesh out different corners of this maybe the ocean different islands the realm of monsters that kind of thing um but yeah, like I think overall, this is a really fun movie that like I personally really like. Um, it's nothing groundbreaking, but it's it's very good. Well, not very good. I just straight up like it a lot. Um, and I think if we're gonna kind of score this, looking at this, out of thirty, I'll I'll say I'll give it like a twenty-two. Twenty-two is not bad at all. Um, give it a twenty-two. Direction. Um, I, I feel like there's a few things if you just like think it through, like it doesn't make sense. I'll, I'll give it like a 11 out of 15. Acting and characters, Maui, Grandma, I feel like they both fall short, kind of flat. So I'll say 10 out of 15 because like Moana is very good. Technically, music, just visuals, everything, CGI, great. 10 out of 10. Plot, ooh, plot. This is gonna have to take a big hit for like 7 out of 15 because the plot just just straight up does not make sense a lot of times. There's like it, it could be like if you cut out all the extraneous things, it's just straight up um moana kind of basically gets the heart she leaves 
Um, they get attacked by the Kakamora. Um, actually, oh, wait, no, she gets shipwrecked, finds Maui, get attacked by the Kakamora, go straight to Taka, lose. Well, they lose for no reason. So then they could have just like done it, like held up the heart, and then boom, that's like a twenty-minute movie. So seven out of fifteen. Entertainment, I'll say, I'll say a four out of five. And then personal bias is probably. Ugh, what do I say for personal bias, man? Because like, I feel like it's not a personal bias, like like a Kung Fu Panda level movie. Um, but I think it's like still very good. Um, that I like really enjoy and really like. Um, I'll say ten. I'll say ten. Um, which brings the total up to a seventy-four percent. Um, which is, it's a decent movie. It's like an average movie. Not not bad. And yeah, I guess I I, I do really like it. There's just yeah a lot of problems with it. Um, but yeah, I think that um, there's just like a few things that. I just kind of want to touch on like little details. I really liked how, um, you know, like Maui, he doesn't really have a neck, right? Like, and as, every single time that he like transforms into another animal, they also don't have necks, which I just really think is very funny. Um, I like, uh, I like Tamara Morrison's voice, like just the way it sounds. Like he has like a little accent there that everything he sounds like says, he seems like a royal kind of cool person. Um, You're Welcome is a cool song. And just like the animation when he uh, is kind of, in this kind of fever dream where we have the 2d like background and i love how he like kind of grabs a monster in his hand and then like dribbles it like a basketball and like um slam dunks it that's very fun uh i like that like the the little bits of the realm of monster that we got is super cool because like it's underneath the ocean um but the water is kind of like suspended above them. like there's just so many cool things that i think they could have done in the world there um but yeah so there's kind of that that I think are interesting. But now I'm just going to kind of talk about my rewriting process, like how this worked, how I produced this video um, and stuff like that. Because like this is the first time I really like made a video for YouTube that wasn't like from uh, like a school project or something like that. So I kind of just want to walk through what I did. Like I have with my like when I was writing it out, like the idea of like this movie that I was changing, I have 31 pages of notes, um, which is very interesting because like I, I like to just kind of get a document and just kind of go from there do bullet points and whatever and keep going and going and going and just writing things out so the first thing i did was okay like i watched the movie of course um got the idea then the next day um i, I basically wrote the like the story like and did my rewrite in one day like i wanted to do it quick like i could spend maybe like through two three weeks on this and but i feel like that's just too much time spent on something that like Obviously, like it's cool to make it perfect, but obviously I'm not gonna make a rewrite that's perfect. Um, so I feel like just doing it quick and like seeing, like obviously like, taking the time to go through different options, but also just like doing a quick little rewrite and seeing what I got is very fun. Um, so the first thing I did, I sat down, uh, Disney Plus on one tab, then this doc on the other, and then I kind of just wrote down every scene that we have and get it into like Act One, Act Two, Act Three, put them in um chronological order and just kind of tell the basic um reason for why we have this scene and so for some of them like you can easily tell like oh this sets up the prophecy or the legend and for the other ones it's just kind of like oh um it's just like we have this because it's there so like you can kind of pinpoint where i see there are faults and things where like oh that's important to the um, the story and also just to kind of like refresh my mind about the story and also really try to understand the arcs and what they're trying to do in the original movie um and then the next thing that I did was kind of pinpoint problems that I had with the movie, um, things that I either didn't like, and then I kind of just try to 
talk myself through it. Like, why didn't I like that? Why does it feel off? Or just things that I'm like, oh yeah, this is just bad. Or like, there's too much exposition here. So like, I just wrote down problems. And the thing that I had, here, here's the problems that I had, like that I wrote down was first act is heavy on exposition. Maui isn't really needed. The ocean is extremely safe and not hostile. Um, there's no real midpoint. Um, and it's like the entire time we're basically just sitting through this stuff, like Maui help me. And then he's like, no, I don't want to. And then she's like, but you have to help me. And he's like, no, I don't want to. Um, and then number five, the Moana Maui relationship isn't really great and developed well. And then number six, the last one that I had was, um, I don't like Maui getting the hug at the end. Um, and then out of those things, I kind of turned those into positive things. Cause I know like something that we did in Tiger was like pluses and deltas, which pluses like things that you did well. And then negatives, um, what we always did was like you say a negative thing, but then also um, kind of put it, rephrase a new sentence where like, this is where we can work on it. like turn it into like a, not a don't, but turn it into a do. So like um, uh, maybe a Delta is like our photo cropping. We would always crop out like uh, an athlete's arm or something. For, so like the, the Delta would be like um, work, uh, like collaborate between photogs and editors and page design people to make sure that we have, um, dimensions that can completely fit photos for like sports or whatever um so then i, I would kind of just do that like make them into deltas like things that i need to do so i'm um, basically like give maui a reason to be on this mission like make the ocean more treacherous um create a meaningful midpoint that changes the stakes or um gives a new realization right like uh that kind of thing and then i would just start brainstorming um have different ideas and this would just first like go out into bullet points and then sometimes i find like a bullet point where i think is interesting enough that I kind of just go with it and start writing and stuff like that. And then um, I threw out a few ideas. And then I, once I kind of get the ball rolling, then I'm like, okay, now I'm going to copy and paste like a new ver like version of uh, the, the kind of like scene by scene thing that I did in the beginning of like the actual movie. And then kind of delete things um, where I think they should go and then rearrange them with like this new idea that I had. And so like I did that and then, oh, like I hit a roadblock, right? And then so... Um, after that, I was trying kind of developing this thing where like Maui has the fish hook in the beginning, um, that kind of thing. But then I, I kind of tripped up at the like second act. I, I didn't really know what to do. And then so after that, I kind of went into just like a quick beat sheet of where I, I got like the intro, the inciting incident, go like which is the end of Act One. Then I would go into fun and games and the midpoint, and then the obstacles, which is like Act Two, Part Two, and then the lowest point, which is basically where all things are like all hope is lost that kind of thing the dark night of the soul and then the realization which is like the end of act two and then we go into act three and then we um put like the realization into practice which is where like you kind of show your character growth and um you display like even though like you've already changed you need to like want to show that in some tangible external way and then you have like the return to the regular world and stuff like that so i, I would just i wrote the beats down like had this kind of template table that I put down I wrote down the current beats of like the what the original movie was about and then I would kind of write down my new beats so like I would see I kind of wrote down like the first four or so got to like fun and games and like the midpoint and from seeing like the trajectory of like where my first act is kind of like building on then I would kind of figure it out like a I pieced together some sort of like act three and idea of where I was going um and I think this is like a big good advice that I kind of read somewhere, but maybe on Reddit, like if you're writing a script and your act three isn't working or like it's not landing the correct punch, then you have to go back to act one because act one is all about setup for that final punch or that that um, kind of 
satisfying ending, right? So um, if you want your actor to be good, then you have to do that work in the first act to kind of create that setup and stuff like that. So you can pay it off later. Um, and then so I did that and then I wanted to hone in on the two main characters arcs because like this was something that is um, paramount to like what I was doing. I was, I was trying to get these two relationships to weave in together and help each other. So I um, created basically bullet points of what I wanted Moana's arc to be and Maui's arc to be and made sure that they lined up, right? Like, so basically who Moana is in the beginning um, of the movie, like just in the introduction and then who she is, like what she believes when she leaves to like go on the adventure at the end of act one. And then um, kind of like what happens to her, um, like what happens when she faces adversity and then the realization that she has um, and then kind of where she ends up. So like five little bullet points and then the same thing with Maui. And then I like kind of saw that and I was like, how can I make this turn happen or this realization happen because of Maui? Like when, when Moana has this realization, how can Maui help? Or when Ma Maui has this kind of um, epiphany, how can Moana be there to help it and push him along? So then I kind of like piece that together. And then at, now after that, I go back to my like scene by scene beat sheet, um, scene by scene thing. And then I kind of put things together and then um, every single time I try like solved or had like a fix to um, the original, I would like write down like, oh, in the original, this is like one of the problems and this is how I'm fixing it. So I'm just kind of like justifying my answers or justifying my scenes, right? Um, and then I kind of broke it down and all that stuff. And then I was like, okay, I'm done. And then at the end, I kind of just write the basis, like a two sentence thing for each character of what um, their arc is. And to, just to see that it tracks after I kind of like read this whole thing that like, oh, I wrote down Ma um, Moana learns that her strength comes from herself, not from the ocean calling her. And then um, after that, in like parentheses, I wrote down kind of like the messaging to like the audience, which is you are what makes you special, right? And then for Maui, you um, Maui learns that he can be loved for being himself, not just doing heroic things. And then you are not just your achievements, like that kind of thing. Um, and then I basically wrote down a script um, not a script like a you know in a screenplay format but like for me what I would be saying in the the video um basically it's just a long form of like paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs of basically a story summary right and things like that and then I then after that like kind of having basically a maybe a two page three page four page no, yeah four page four page maybe like 50 paragraph like short paragraphs of the, the story then I would kind of like copy and paste that and then I would add in things um for like my speaking stuff like a uh, little introductions like hi I'm Matthew that kind of thing and little jokes here and there and then um kind of little digs and interesting fun little things that I think would play well in a video um and then uh, then I got the idea of like hey let's um add in some voice lines I, I, I thought I wouldn't like do them but then Isabel said that she wanted to do it so she kind of did them so I added in little voice lines of areas where I like I think oh this could work better if I um you know we just have them say it as dialogue so I, I did that um and then after that I kind of just wrap it up and end it um and there there was a lot of jokes that I had that I cut or like I I, I tweaked because like just feeling out the tone of the movie um or like my my video is kind of important so I, I, I did that and then at the end, I have just like a segment of, I was gonna put this in the original video of like, oh, here's some other ideas I was working on that like um, I kind of cut because like I didn't really wanna go in that direction, but I feel like it, the video was really like super long. So um, I'm, I'm gonna put it at this podcast at the very end. But um, after that, I was like, okay, that's cool. I did it. 
Um, I kind of let it sit for a day. Like th this whole like process of just being in the dock was um one day. It was like a, I was straight working it from 10 a.m. to probably 10 p.m. Um, it was just like a long day of just kind of thinking about it and working different things. And um, the next day I definitely like, kind of took a break from it and then went back, tweaked a few things, definitely like in the third act and stuff with Taka, um, just little things that I wanted to make different and make things punch, uh, hit, like land a little bit better. Um, and then I would go to, after I was done and I kind of like finalized the script and I was like, I'm happy with this. Then I went to my, um, I created a spreadsheet called like a, like a shooting plan. So for like me to kind of break down how I would make this a video. So I put in each different cell, like, um, here's like a line or like little bits of like the dialogue that I feel like, okay, this makes sense together to have like one visual element. Right. And then, so I would input all those things, like kind of separate it, cut them up. Then I would be like, okay, what's the audio element could be for this? Is it going to be near me narrating or Isabella um, doing a voice line? And then I would go to the visual element and like, have like, what, what ideas do I have? Like in, in this, like what, what would I want to visually represent that? Um, so for, um, the beginning of the intro and be like, oh, here's gonna be like a few pictures of me and Isabella and like, cause we're introducing like, oh, this is from the sci-fi podcast and this is our like YouTube debut and all that stuff. And then the Moana footage, I was like, what, what do I want to see? Like what from the movie could kind of like relate to this part? Um, and I didn't change things too much. So like a lot of the footage that was in the movie could be like, definitely like serve as a stand in, you know, whatever. Um, and then I kind of talked about like, uh, like what kind of, pictures could I use or like li like little jokes to like separate um the videos and stuff like that and I realized also like oh I at some point I want to put like a puppy studios presents Moana and so I was like okay I'm gonna have to create a puppy studios logo I'm gonna have to create like a a Moana logo um like new like with puppy studios Moana instead of like Disney Moana and then also like I wanted to put in text cards for like oh my number one two three problems that kind of thing and then um like as I was going through I was like okay I'm going to want to add more elements. Like I feel like some funny thing to do is like, let's throw in a tombstone for um, grandma and like write some funny things on that. So I had to like Photoshop that. And then once I kind of got into Premiere Pro, I was like downloading all these things. I, I use the 4k video downloader. I download there from YouTube and then I just like input them and then kind of piece them together. Um, and so I, I went in first, just getting all the footage that I could get and then kind of putting them in like the general, like, sequence that I wanted and then I after that I recorded all of like the lines together on audacity um I would say the lines then kind of like stop recording get ready for the next line say them sometimes I would mess up then I have to cut it out but I would just like record through in one file um then kind of like put it together um so there's not as many like pauses in between and then I imported that into premiere pro and then now that I have something to line up the footage with I kind of just went through lined them up all that good stuff and then, you know, did that. So now it, it took a really long time to make sure that you have the right length of clip for like the length of audio that you have. It was something that I did not foresee to be that hard. Um, I would have to like repeat some or like, wow, like there's this element that I thought would like take way longer, but like, oh, I only said like something for five seconds of that. And so, you know, things just change like that. And I have to find more footage sometimes to fill in some of the gaps. Then I did that, um, created all of the, the Photoshop for like the logo, the, um, logo and Moana logo and then you know doing like the text cards of like oh number one the first act is really bad like that kind of thing and um then just like putting it all together like that was the last thing I, I threw in some pictures too and then getting the transitions in and then I ex exported it and at, at this time it was like 36 minutes long 
So exporting a full video with audio, um, that's like over half an hour. It like takes a long time. So I exported it. And then obviously I was like, okay, that, I mean, that looks good. Upload it to YouTube. And then boom. And then I realized, oh, YouTube takes a really long time too. So like it took 55 minutes to upload that video up there. And then boom, after those 55 minutes, I'm like, I'm ready. But then, oh, boop, there's copyright strikes, not strikes, copyright claims. And it, some of them were like fine. It was like, oh, you used the like score from Mark Manzina from like the scene here, which like, I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, but it has the yellow circle where it's saying like, oh, you just can't monetize that. And I'm like, that's fine. I'm not gonna monetize that at this moment. Like, I don't really care about the money. Um, But then there's some that are red where it's like, you cannot, this video won't be even able to be seen in like public on, on YouTube because you violate this and like, you know, copyright and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, great. Um, so went back in, I edited, I like changed some things. And I, I thought it, it gave me just like one instance of like one, like 60 second for, like window where like, oh, this is where the copyright is. So I was like, okay, there's just one thing that I need to fix. That's fine. I fixed that. Then like I went back and it was like, oh, there's another thing. And I was like, wait, okay. So they just, I guess they wouldn't show a bunch of copyright claims. So I did that a few more times. Like it, it took a long time. Efficiency was way down because, you know, you have to wait like maybe like 20 minutes for it to export from uh, Premiere Pro and then 55 minutes for it to go into YouTube. And so I went back and forth and then I realized, okay, well, this is not going to work. Like I've done this maybe three or four times and I'm just keep getting these red copyright claims. Um, That's not good. I guess I, I started looking things up and it's like, oh, try to keep things underneath five uh, seconds and make sure like you can transform like the original media like maybe you can rotate it a little bit like flip it horizontally and then also like maybe put some watermarks or pictures on top of it um so i had like a, a draft of the video where i had like um the puppy studios moana logo in one corner and then the puppy studios logo in the other corner and then the tie five podcast logo in the other one and then just like a random picture of me in the corners like to try to like mess up like the algorithm or the system or whatever um that didn't work at all <laughs> like they saw right through that um and so basically it just kind of came to the point where I was doing my research and like not doing my research. That sounds stupid. Like, cause now like people do the research for like vaccines and stuff like, like it's all stupid. Um, but, uh, I was just like looking things up and I was like, okay, I guess I just gotta really be okay with not having like extended pieces of footage, just like going together, like as I talk. And I was looking at like Nando V movies and super Carlin brothers, of course, and like seeing how they use footage and they do a lot of quick cuts. So I was like, okay, I gotta just really like, go through everything and it took a long it took like four hours going through everything making sure like it's just the footage is in like five second intervals and that I would put in pictures that would like stand in for words like so if I said um the word but like uh however in, in that way I, I would put like a picture of like a minion butt or something and then something I say a lot is so which Isabel kind of pointed out when um she was viewing the video because she was she has you know um rejection rights or um veto rights or whatever because you use your voice in this or whatever. Um, she said, wow, you say so all the time. And I was like, huh, yeah, I do. And then when I was editing, um, since I say so, so often, that's like a good place to break up the footage. And I just decided to put like the musical note there, like, you know, so like do me for Faso, that kind of thing as a, as a joke. And I, I, you know, kept doing that for the entire video, like every five seconds. And in a 36 minute video, that's very long. So I did that. And finally, um, like I, I uploaded the video to YouTube and then copyright claims still came in. So I was like, what the heck? How am I going to do this? I'm maybe, okay. Because like, I feel like I, I know I'm doing this I'm in a legal way. I'm transforming it under fair use. This is like commentary and review. And I'm criti criticizing it and analyzing it. So I was like, I'm putting it in a 
dispute claim saying like this is just no like i am using this under fair use and i have transformed the media and like that stuff and i filed the claim with youtube um they're like okay we're gonna get back to you in 30 days and i was like wow that's forever long but i guess like i'm not gonna keep on just doing this and uploading things and waiting an hour just for it to get declined or whatever um so i did that and then then like the next day i kind of worked on it a little bit more cut things down and i just like uploaded i was like sure i'll just upload it while like i go to sleep and just leave it there and then hopefully it works out um and then boom like the the next day it was it, it worked like the only copyright ones were like the the orange ones where it's like oh you can't monetize it so i was like that's perfect and then um yeah i uploaded it worked out all good and then i decided oh i gotta make um you know a thumbnail so i made a thumbnail on photoshop which is like easy a lot faster and then made like the instagram post and stuff and boom like that's kind of where it's at so that, that was my whole process it, it's very long and stuff but um yeah so now just kind of to end um i'm just gonna talk about those other ideas that i had when i was working on this because i always think it's super cool when movie makers like share the behind the scene details of the process right um and yeah i think it's like interesting to see like possible directions that they're kind of thinking um of taking the story in right um so yeah the first one is like i thought like the maybe like the ocean will choose whoever will listen right like the thing is like most people won't go through it with it or like they won't listen right um or they aren't strong-willed enough to like finish the job so she'll they'll like basically the ocean will try to kind of be like i'll be your friend for everyone and then this was me trying to like add some mythology to why like the ocean chooses certain people um but like I realized that's not like the point of the movie so i'm not gonna like try to make this big plot thing about it um and i think that would mean that like at some point they would have chosen like um uh like grandma because like the grandma is very willing in thinking about it right um but yeah like the point of the movie is moana has strength and merit on her own and it's cool to think about but then i think it just works better when like there are clearly defined rules for how the world works so i, I do kind of mention in the video how like oh they might have chosen some other people in the past but like not just anyone who will listen. Um, so yeah, uh, there's like a cool Super Carlin Brothers video on this, um, like a Moana theory of like why why they chose Moana, which I think that theory is cool. I like it. Um, but yeah, so number two was Moana's dad was chosen to return the heart of Tafiti, which is like kind of similar in similar vein. Um, yeah, I, I think like the Super Carlin's brother is actually about this. Um, but I, I realized that like in the beginning, Moana needs to like really believe that she's special because she's being called like, it's part of like the incorrect view that she holds of herself right um and it's harder for that to be credible if like basically anyone gets chosen and if her dad did too right um and i think in my movie like a big part is like the dad's like oh i, I tried one day to like find the heart without being chosen and it like ended in disaster and like moana believes that she can do it because she has been chosen she's that's the difference right she's special like that kind of thing um uh yeah in my movie like even though it's not very explicit um i think like the first interaction with the ocean is a test like it's will you save a struggling animal and this gauges if you are like uh genuinely or generally like both like good enough for this and the next test is like what will you do with the heart and if you try to create life with it for yourself then you fail the test and like the ocean will no longer like help you right um and so like moana like immediately went to her father to like try to convince him that they can return it right so she passed that test and like the third test in my mind in my head canon is something that i'm not totally married to but i don't know but basically once you give up on the mission the ocean also leaves you um because then you know like if you're gonna give up then like why am i just gonna like wait around for you to like get in the right mind head mind space to like possibly go back and do it again right um but like moana does give up in my version but like the ocean is dead so it doesn't matter so <laughs> yeah um 
Number three was Maui hijacks Moana's boat to get to use it to somewhere, to, to use it to get somewhere. Um, and this would be like Maui straight up just like boarding the boat in a hostile manner um, and like fighting um, Moana and Pua and like the ocean for it. Um, and this was like a half-baked idea that <laughs> I think like it would be cool for like that first interaction to have that fight. Um, but nothing really came out of it. Um, and this was like going off the idea that like Maui doesn't have his fish hook and needs to get the boat to get the fish hook but then it was too similar to the regular movie so i was like ah, nah and then so the next one was like maui is going from island to island asking people what they need right which is kind of like that still happens a little bit in my version but then he gets to motunui and the chief asks him to bring moana back safely so at this time maui's gonna be introduced like after act one is done and basically i mean i thought this was cool in the beginning but then maui would just be kind of like an antagonistic force like you know he wants to please people so he just goes around and like ask every chief right um but then it would also like delay their meeting to be like very late into like maybe the mid early part of act one i mean act two part one and i was like oh that's too late and also like it's not very a personal mission for maui like the stakes and urgency weren't really there so i, I tossed this out pretty early when thinking of it and then the last one was um moana was going to start out trying to find maui um, and I had this idea that, like, Moana was a Maui fangirl, and, like, she was going to be like, if I'm going to do this, then I'm going to need my hero. Like, she needs the person she's always looked up to. Um, but I don't know, like, it would change, like, the character of Moana too much, and Moana was probably, like, the best thing in the original, so I didn't want to mess with that. Um, and I, I kind of like it better knowing that, like, Moana doesn't really need anyone else. Like, she needs to, like, believe in herself and that kind of thing. And even though in this new version, like, both Moana and Maui are important, to like a story and they help each other like moana is the one who makes the victory happen and stuff and she's the one who drives us to the end um for success right so those were my kind of like other ideas but yeah this <laughs> movie like I, I thought this was gonna be like a quick review but like this ended up being like a good like five six days worth of work on this and i've really enjoyed it um so yeah who knows what if i'll do more videos and like i think it's cool to like do a video and then also like do a podcast on it because like i just love diving deep into movies and stuff like that so um i don't know if anyone's gonna even watch the video except for like mom and dad but yeah we'll see so um yeah that was fun this was my moana review and yeah i'll see you guys next time see ya